0: We're playing in the Willet world. Now, a lot of people know Willet because they know the Willet family estate bottled bourbon. They know the big, big price tag that comes with Willet. What they don't know is that Willet does a lot of really fantastic, fantastic work. And this is Rowan's Creek. It's eat, drink, smoke, where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke. The fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. That right there is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, And the Rowan's Creek bourbon. Done by the good people at Willett. Small batch, the straight bourbon. 100.1 proof. It gets applause from Fingers Molloy. Anything that's over 100 proof will get the applause from him right there. Uh, this is a first for me. I haven't done the Rowan's Creek but we've got so many unique things going on with cigars today. We're going to be trying a bunch of cigars from uh, the Ace Prime Crowned Heads Love Fest that's going on. Going on, really, the Ace Prime, the whole Pachardo line. There are boxes of Dreamers just behind Fingers Malloy. <laughs> the Dreamer from Luciano from Ace Prime is a glorious smoke, and look forward to getting into that. So, wanted something that would kind of go with everything. This was a moment where we were specific to the pairings that we were going for. This right here, the Rowan's Creek, rather fun, beautiful look uh to uh the bottle right there. And on the nose that is spicy. And that is that is a bit easy. You know, I've I've Done things, and you've done things. Fingers on the nose uh, of, of a bourbon, you get much more of that medicinal, much more of that ethanol, which sometimes can be described as peppermint. And in other ways, what are you getting?
1: Well, I'm definitely getting the spice on the nose, and maybe just a hint of mint.
0: I'm I'm there. I am there, but it, it, it's not. It's not aggressive. It's not offensive. It's actually a very, it's a a, a pleasant nose. It isn't overly complex. We've done things that are overly, that have a lot of different, multiple flavors to it. One of the things that's interesting, I'm not getting a caramel. I'm not getting a a vanilla. I'm getting none of that, which is usually something you do pick up in the nose of, of a bourbon. Now, a bourbon, of course, is 51% corn. in that mash bill, right, all the things that come together to make the bourbon has to be 51% corn to be bourbon. Doesn't have to necessarily be from Kentucky to be bourbon. Big misnomer out there. It has to sit in a first-use charred oak Amer- American charred oak barrel, right? Then there are rules about, well, what kind of proof does it have to be going into the barrel? What kind of proof does it have to be coming out of the barrel? And the only thing you can add to bourbon is water to dilute the proof. You can't do anything else to it. So we're going to give this a shot right here. Never done it before. Uh, it's a standard lovely uh, bit of a, of a of a gold, right? Bit of a bronze. Looks a, bit, a little bit lighter. I wouldn't say this has any real viscosity to it. This is very thin. Very liquidy. I'm not saying that's bad because we haven't had it yet. Literally, I've never taken a sip. Um, but it, it, it plays lovely. We do it neat. Right? And then we have a choice of whether we want to add a chip to it, a little water to it. Or whether we want to add it to the big cube. You ready, Fingers?
1: Yeah. I mean, reading up on it, it says that uh, it's gotten many medals over the years, including gold medals at the 2005, 2011, and 2012 San Francisco World Spirits Competition.
0: Yeah, that from WhiskeyReviewer.com, who did a lovely, cool kind of write-up of it. You can check that out for yourself. To you. To you as we get ready for for Christmas. He's taking the sip. He'll be doing the Kentucky Chew, as they call it in the business. Uh, He has not... I can't tell from your face where where you are with this. We're doing it neat, so maybe it needs a cube. You tell me. Well,
1: that spice, there's a little sting on the tongue, uh, the tip of the tongue. Uh, You get a little bit of caramel, I think, off of it. That mint that was on the nose, I'm not getting any of that at all. Uh, I wouldn't guess, drinking this, that it was going to be 100 proof. Um,
0: No, this is super easy. Yes. Oh, this is super easy. For a guy like me, right, there are times where I enjoy the multi of a bourbon, right, trying to pick out all the things. This is playing well. There's actually a bit of a chocolatey undertone going on here, but not a molasses sweet kind of thing at all. This is a very good everyday bourbon. Wonderfully, joyously surprised, and I don't need to move this to a cube at all. I'm going to to see if it opens up. The whole point of moving to a cube or adding a little bit of water is to see how it opens up. It will change the complexion of of the bourbon. It'll, it'll kind of bring some more flavors to the fore. It'll make some flavors dissipate, right? And so it's worth trying in those different kinds of progressions, right? Neat, adding a little bit of water, bringing to the cube to see where it is that your palate and profile goes to but this this is lovely and this uh the rowan's creek uh, comes 35 to 45 dollars a bottle so this could be in your liquor cabinet i'm gonna do hold on let me let me me go
1: tony's going in for a second swing doing the uh chattanooga chomp
0: it's called the memphis munch no wait it's the (laughs) kentucky chew oh that's that's delightful that is delightful, and I'm still going to stick with that chocolatey kind of kind of feel to it. It's easy. It is easy, and 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 I would not have I would have said this, but I'm going to give the credit where it's due to the people at Whiskey Reviewer. Dry, yeah, right. It's not hitting overly anything. This will work at any table for the entire table, and people will be like, "Oh, that's lovely." just lovely. This is a very simple worthwhile... I am going to see if I can find a small... I don't even know if I can find a small enough
1: chip. This is the kind of bottle where uh, an experienced bourbon drinker, someone who enjoys uh, their bourbon, will love this, but also it could be a bottle on a table for someone who's never had bourbon before isn't normally a
0: bourbon drinker. Introducing someone to bourbon, I would highly recommend. Highly, I would also put this in your liquor cabinet. This, can be, this goes, and, and what is really nice is, very often we'll talk some bourbons, and we're able to see where all the complexity is, and then we'll try some bourbons that are very one note. And it doesn't really, it, it's nice, but it doesn't sing to you or move to you. This is, has that little bit of spice, for me it has that chocolatey, but it's playing a little bit thicker. It, it doesn't have the thickness in terms of the viscosity, right? It doesn't have that. But it plays a little bit because that chocolatey, it's resting on the tongue wonderfully. The heat exists maybe in the very lower of the chest. No burn going down the throat whatsoever. A slight sting, as you discussed, fingers there on the tip, maybe middle tip of of the tongue. I am gloriously impressed.
1: Yeah, I mean, when we're talking about a a bottle that's $35, $40, uh, the... The, the layers of flavoring, the complexity of the like you just mentioned chocolate. I've I get caramel in it. There's spice. There's a lot here, and and on the nose, you know, it's like I said, it's kind of minty. That's spi- that's
0: but nothing within the palate. No, no mint in the palate no. at all. The cube I put a, I put an ice chip on there, mm-hmm. brought out the spice. Already has brought out the spice and has cut down on that on that chocolatey. And ch- I use chocolatey as, as a way of saying different than syrupy. Those are two different kinds of sweet. This, kids, the Rowan's Creek, which comes from the people over at Willett. This is lovely easy. And that's a good thing because sometimes you want a bourbon for different purposes. And this works for the table. This is a great after-meal bourbon or actually with meal bourbon. But maybe with that chocolatey, depending on what you're eating. Rowan's Creek. You are okay to check this one out for yourself. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Everybody's got a gimmick. Every restaurant, quick serve, fine dining, everyone's coming up with a gimmick. They got to get you in the door somehow. Eat, Drink, Smoke, good to be with you. Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy. Popeye's is going to launch beignets. Limited time. They think that desserts are a great way to add to the check, which says to me that people are utilizing Popeyes as a dinner opportunity, right? They're buying dinner for the family, and they're getting like, I would think of it in KFC terms, they're getting the bucket, right? And they're adding a dessert to it, just a way to add a few bucks and a couple of bucks. The difference between everybody else and this is that Beignet's fits. Popeyes, Louisiana, Louisiana. You're talking about there being there down in New Orleans, Cafe du Monde, having the beignet, that 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 pastry, that 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 donut basically is what it would be with the powdered sugar and the glory that it is if you I I have you had beignets from Cafe du Monde. Listen, Tony. <laughs> I'm just your typical blue
1: collar slob. I'm not a Mister Fancy Pants, so when I heard beignets, I, I I I said to myself, I have no idea what that is. Did you call them begnets? No, I did not, because uh, you opened up the segment with beignets. <laughs> so I was like, what is this? Is it French? And like, oh, it was like, oh, okay, New Orleans. Okay, okay, now I understand. But it just sounds a little bit. I don't know. It sounds. It sounds if you don't know the food in new orleans it sounds a little fancy for popeye's
0: chicken it's it it is but it, it's one of the rare moments where it fits by the way i don't know did i introduce us tony katz fingers Malloy? i forget sometimes um i'm tony katz that's fingers Malloy. the other guy fingers Malloy. uh it fits so well i'm actually surprised they didn't do it earlier right when i'm not a super big fan of shtick but this one connects, and it connects with me. I actually want to see what it is they do, because this is the idea of: are they going to fry fresh? Right, a donut is fried, a bagel is boiled. Most people don't know that a bagel is boiled. That's you, 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 you. The boiling is what gives it that that sheen. I put it in the toaster on a bagel. That's not after. That's after. Oh, or it's right there. Um, but but it's a donut, right? It's fried. If they were to keep a fryer just for beignets, you cannot put this in the chicken fryer. You cannot put this in the fry oh, fryer. Oh, good
1: Lord,
2: no. It's got
0: to be separate. But the idea of hot beignets just in a to-go setting, that makes me happy. I I will tell you the amount of times I've had Popeyes. We once did a fried chicken taste test, and I think we did Popeyes in that taste test. Yeah. I would, I, I've never myself driven to a Popeyes. I would for beignets. Well, have did, so you never got into the chicken sandwich throwdown at Popeyes? I have not had a chance, and I want to try them all—the spicy chicken sandwich, the Popeye sandwich, the—I don't know what the, the other guys got. I can't keep up. I, I always loved that fun of it that it created in America, gave them something to do. Uh, but I never—I haven't had the sandwich yet. I well, it—I I can't think of
1: any fast food item that I would wait hours in line for. I think it was In-N-Out Burger maybe just opened up their first uh, restaurant in Colorado and there was something like ridiculous wait. It was like 12 All hours. day
0: long. For
1: a burger. I mean, I love burgers. I'm a fat guy, but I just can't imagine waiting 12 hours for a fast food burger and that, that chicken sandwich. People went crazy over at Popeye's.
0: Now, I lived in Los Angeles for, for six years and I've had plenty of In-N-Out Burger. Um, I'm a I'm a Carl's Jr. guy. Hardee's on the East Coast, over in and out any day of the week. It's not not a debate, not a question. Hardee's, Carl's Jr. is my guilty pleasure food. Yeah, love it. This the beignets makes sense. Uh, the other thing I wanted to get to was a technology question, because I have an iPhone, and I have always been in the Appleverse. But over the summer, I built a computer with my kids. Literally ordered the parts, sourced everything, and built the the, the computer. Built the PC. It's incredible, and and with with oh, this is maybe before the summer. And then of course everything shut down. We had this extra computer. It's been great and terrific. And the kids they, they game like mad, and and they're actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, my youngest is like, I I, I want to be a pro gamer, and I'm like, well, go right ahead because how am I to tell you how to make money in today's world? What right. do I know? Feel free, knock yourself out. Um. But I'm not happy with my iPhone. Sorry there, Tim Cook. I Now, true, it's a 7 Plus. But that was only like three years ago. Right. And if a phone can't last three years and I have to get a new one, I, I don't want to be in this game. I'm not interested in playing around. Samsung is releasing four folding smartphones, and I want someone to tell me if I need a folding phone. I, listen,
1: uh, I, I, it makes me nervous.
0: It makes you nervous? Yeah.
1: The, okay, they've got the folding phone that, uh, you know, it opens and closes like a book, and then they got a flip phone,
0: right? Like old-style Razor, Motorola Razor. Yeah,
1: Captain Kirk right. calling Scotty up on the bridge uh, kind of flip. And to me, and I and I know I'm, I'm being absurd right now, I'm worried about that screen. Like, you know, flipping it open and shut, open and shut over and over again. I know you can get a screen protector, but still... To me, I, I, I'm maybe I'm selling like an old fogey set in his ways with a smartphone in his hand, but I want the traditional, regular s- smartphone instead of something that folds. I,
0: I don't. I think that's a, a question that Samsung had to figure out, right? Sure, right. The question. I'm not worried about that part because if it breaks, they got to give me my money back or take it back or do whatever. Right? They've figured that one out. The question is, do I need it? That's the part that I cannot do the math of. When they invent new phones that have better cameras, well, I'm in the world of content, right? That's what we do. We've got this show. You have a radio show in Michigan. I have a a radio show, a morning show in Indianapolis. I've got a syndicated midday show. We do all sorts of things, and we've got more video coming. The phone makes it easy and perfect, and the the cameras on phones now are incredible. But folding, I want to know what the win is. What is the opportunity that I get by being able to f- open something up that I don't get... Is it just a larger screen to watch a movie? I'm not that guy. Right. But is it—is it something where I could have better access to, for example, video editing because I could see more of it because I cannot edit on, a, on on my iPhone. It's just... It's an its an uncomfortable feeling to do that. Well, I think
1: where you're going with this is actually what I think is something that's going to make consumers excited is the it, the screen's going to be bigger, right? If you've got... If you've got a phone that uh, is is about the size of uh, the traditional smartphones, but it's thinner and it, it folds open, you know that's exciting for for people. But I'm with you. If I weren't a content provider, do I need the latest and greatest camera to take pictures of my cat? I don't know. Depends it's, on your cat, right? It's a cool cat and it's fat. Uh, we need a wide lens uh, to get it all in. Uh, but but still, I just don't get, you know the. Keeping up with the Joneses. I got to get the latest and greatest, best camera. When I could take a picture with my iPhone 5, my old, old iPhone 5, be very happy with that picture.
0: I told you I have a 7 Plus. They're now on to the 12s, and I haven't bought in because I'm not so convinced I want to stay in the Apple world. But I don't necessarily want something run by Android. What I want is Blackberry. And I want the Blackberry operating system. I want the tactile keyboard. I want old school. I want clickety click, click, click. That That is, I'm sorry, it's sexually gratifying. <laughs> it is. Click, 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 and I won't spell things wrong. I'll be happy. With the little wheel and the... the, the... Oh, I forgot about the little wheel. Yeah. Oh, now I definitely want it, but I can't find that. So let me know about the folding phones and why it would be better for my life and Fingers' life. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. Eat, Drink, Smoke. It is your cigar bourbon Foodie Radio Extravaganza. I'm Tony Katz. That is America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, the Rowan's Creek bourbon from the people at Willet. My ice chip has melted, and this is lovely. Somewhere between $30 and $45 a bottle, 100.5 proof, easy, easy. A lovely bit of sweet. I don't get the caramel. There's a touch. There's a nice bit of spice that's actually kind of muted itself a little bit now. That bit of chocolatey undertone. This is a fun, fun bourbon. There's
1: a lot there, but nothing overwhelming. There's just a lot that hits the palate, the spice. Uh, I'm getting a hint of caramel, and I'm, now that you, you, know, you mentioned it, I, I am getting those chocolate notes, uh, and we talk so much on the show about value. Right. A bottle like this at $35 is something that really needs to be in your liquor cabinet.
0: And certainly is going to work for whatever table you're at. The first-time bourbon drinker, the the odd occasion bourbon drinker. If you're still looking for something to bring to the Christmas uh, party, this will work. The Rowan's Creek. This is actually impressive. First time I've ever had it, fingers oh. maloy. Um, this is Absolutely lovely, and uh, the guys from Crown Heads just set up where we record Blend Bar Cigar in Indianapolis, Indiana. The guys from Crown Heads and Luciano himself from Ace Prime are here doing an event. I'm going to smoke everything they've got because they've got the Dreamer, which, if you've listened to this show, is one of our all-time favorite favorite cigars. The Díaz is there, the entire Pichardo line, which we reviewed just a couple of weeks ago. And it is Pichardo, not Picardo. P-I-C-H-A-R-D-O. We're going to talk to Luciano, talk the where cigars are going and how things have been in the world of COVID. But first, Fingers Molloy, news of the week. First of all, Tony, happy Hanukkah. Ah, Todaraba. Also, we're
1: coming up on the Christmas season, Tony. Are we? That's what my calendar tells me. Ah. And, uh, One thing that we have to be concerned with, if you are someone who celebrates Christmas, according to the National Fire Protection Association, there are over 770 house fires every year because of Christmas lights and Christmas decorations.
0: Is that because the decoration is too close to a a heat source, to the light? Or is that because it's like National Lampoon's Christmas Vacation and 82 things are being plugged into one socket? Yes. (laughs)
1: Yes. <laughs> well, I, p- people hang on to Christmas trees too long. Uh, real Christmas trees, not the artificial ones, and if they don't water them properly, you know they they get dry. They get uh, they get dry and dry, and then you got the the lights and stuff, and it's just. Uh, do you, you something-
0: do a real tree? Oh no, no no, <laughs> no,
1: no, no. And I'm I'm ashamed to say, you know, because uh, you know I've got t- I've got two kids. We haven't put the Christmas tree up yet. And we're, we're the weekend before Christmas. We've just been so busy and, you know. Uh, don't
0: you they know. miss it? Don't you miss it?
1: You know, they miss having it up. They don't miss putting it up. It's it's a seven and a half foot tree, which isn't the tallest tree in the world. But then you get the the garland and the beads and the the beads and the garland. And it's a non-flammable tree. So I don't have to worry. Uh, You find folks at the National Fire Protection Association. I know they're big fans of the show over there. Uh, My my, my, my tree is uh, not in danger of uh, catching fire, knock on wood. Nothing says fire
0: safety like Fingers Malloy. He is moist (laughs) all the time. He is non-flammable, Wow, is, is, is what he is. I So growing up Jewish, we didn't have a, a, a Christmas tree. Love helping other people decorate their trees. Love the lights. We drive around every year and look at lights. Fantastic. And people have got, they're the people who go over the edge. They're the people who are just a little too much. But some people are super inventive. And what I've seen lately is the leg lamp from A Christmas Story. That's yeah. all they've got. Just the leg lamp in the window and I'm like, I love that. And if I could figure out how to reconfigure the top of the lamp to put up a menorah and have my leg lamp menorah or a menorah <laughs> of leg of legs, <laughs> like it's 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 not right, but I would totally do it because it's so great. Sounds like a business opportunity,
1: <laughs> doesn't it? Uh, but, and God bless. Enough. What is it, uh, TBS or TNT, when they just start running?
0: Oh, the Yule log. Uh, the Christmas story for. Oh, oh. so there's the, there's the people who do the Christmas story, right? The movie on a loop over and over. And then there are the stations that just show the fireplace, <laughs> they just show the log. And that's awesome. Next story. Well, we're
1: going to stick with the Christmas theme, Tony. Amazon now says you can ask Amazon Alexa to share your shopping list with friends or
0: family. Ugh. Ugh. What a way to say, hey, (laughs) don't you think you should do something for me this Christmas season? Because nothing says the birth of Jesus like mass commercialism. And I have nothing against (laughs) mass commercialism. I'm just saying it's a... man I, I, that makes me feel ugly inside
1: well and uh, are you one of these people that do you, do you have something against having these devices in your home do you feel yes. like they're listening to you uh, all there's the time no way and I would and,
0: not have an Echo a Dot, a Home, a Play a, a smart speaker of any kind in my house not a chance I have like three of them in the house I'm
1: never going to your house yeah, well, You should I, have
0: to put up a sign that says, Warning, this house
1: is under surveillance. But can I tell you something? I bought my father, 82 years old, an uh, Echo Dot. Right. And he loves it. He's obsessed with it. He'll ask it uh, random questions like, Oh, who led uh, the American League in batting in 1955? And That was the Yankees. Uh, okay. Sure, why not? We'll go with Mickey Mantle. It's the only team I could think of yeah. Yeah. that was anything
0: in the 50s. Oh, but, you know, listen. And, to, oh, I'm going to get yelled at because you know I'm wrong.
1: Yeah, you know, Alexa, play uh, Paul Revere and the Raiders. And I, and I apologize to everyone who has an Alexa in the room who is now hearing <laughs> Paul Revere and the Raiders. But, oh, my goodness, absolutely loves it. And you know, asking into the weather, the whole nine yards, I can understand why people who are into tech – are worried about them you know, listening in, but for senior citizens, it's it's fantastic.
0: Well, um, ask me in another 40 years, and then maybe I'll feel differently And the 40th anniversary of Eat, Drink, Smoke. Ask me, <laughs> hey, how's your smart speaker?
1: He listens to Eat, Drink, Smoke on the Echo Dot. Oh, your See? dad's a good man. Yeah. Good is man. a good man. Next. Researchers from Tulane University have developed a 15-minute COVID-19 test that is read by a smartphone. I don't understand. You take the test how? Uh, They use some sort of, it's called CRISPR-based approach uh, that researchers have submitted to the Food and Drug Administration for Emergency Use Association. It's uh, a rapid nasal uh, sample.
0: So I take the nasal swab because that's how it has to be done, right? Yeah. And it used to be the one you have to do all the way back into the nasal cavity. Very, very uncomfortable. Some now you could do the front of the nose. And then what I have to there has to be something that I insert it into.
1: Yeah, it says Tulane uh, detects uh, the virus uh, in saliva to diagnose COVID-19." Um, and So I
0: do a cheek swab. Yes. But now I've got to add it. So I've got to t- Is it like the same way they can do diabetic testing?
1: It must be. I mean, look, you got nowadays if you go to uh, let's say you go buy Girl Scout cookies and they've got
0: Th- I don't you go buy connect. Girl Scout cookies. They come to you. That's the beauty of Girl Scout cookies.
1: Oh, no, you go to the they go to the shop. Uh, you know, you stand out, they stand outside the the WalMarts and the Lowe's, and they you buy you. from them. Well, oh, I've, no, I've, no, I've, I like to see their look of disappointment. Well, well I've got two Girl Scouts <gasps> in the house, so I've got I got a source. Oh, you, you oh, I got a gal. Oh, look at you. Yeah, they're gonna hook
0: me up. You got a, you got a, a dealer.
1: Yeah, but uh, you know, the, the question is. We, we, we've talked about it previously on the show uh, the accuracy of testing. you know it, it felt like the, it, in the beginning as they rolled testing out it didn't it didn't seem like uh, there was uh, there, they had some problems with
0: if the accuracy. test gives you a positive, even if it's a false positive that you then go get a quote unquote real test, maybe I could see some people being down with that and and, and feeling good about that giving that a try. I wouldn't, that's, that's not for me I, I'm not if, if I've got symptoms I, I would argue I know I have it And I would call my doctor and that would be It, I, I don't feel the need To test and test and test I don't have that level of paranoia I just, I just don't, coronavirus is real Fear should not be Yeah, I think I'm more comfortable just ordering food on my smartphone at this point Right, because that's exactly What your phone was made for This is Eat, Drink, Smoke Now, we're going out of order here and doing a cigar right now. Before we get to the cigar, that's how happy I am. Eat, drink, smoke. Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. great to be with you. Uh, from, we well, see, I don't even know how to explain where it's from. This is the MXS. Now, you've heard us talk about crowned heads before and how much I adore those cigars, the J.D. Howard, how much I adore the La Coliseum, which we've reviewed on this show, And you were there when we got a chance to speak to Luciano of Ace Prime. Ace Prime makes cigars that you already smoke, and you've never heard of Ace Prime. That's what Ace Prime does. Well, Luciano has come from out of the shadows with the Mildias, which is a spectacular smoke, one of Fingers Molloy's all-time favorites. Fantastic. And the dreamer, which is a Lancero, we're talking long and thin, right? I love the Lancero because you get so much of the flavor out of the wrapper. David Payne the Third, yes, sir. Look at you joins us right now uh, from uh, Crown Heads. He's their regional sales guy, and he's here because they're doing a whole Crown Heads Ace Prime Luciano event. And he's like, "You got to try this. This is the MXS now." Just a couple weeks ago, we reviewed the Pachardo. We did the San Andres Pachardo. Loved every single bit of it. I've done everything in the line, and the San Andres, that Mexican wrapper, and the Classico were absolutely brilliant smokes. This, the MXS, uh, is rather lovely. This is a Sumatra. So this is Ecuadorian in the wrapper uh, and the binder and the filler. Is that's? Do I have that right? I don't have that right. Wait, that which one cigar am I smoking? That you
2: have there is actually not in the catalog. It's so brand new. So you have two MXS cigars, yes.
0: That 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 the Tiago splitter and the Dominique Wilkins, which I didn't know he was a part of
2: this thing. Nobody, nobody told me. We had to find that out the hard way. Those are actually sold out now. The Dominiques are at least okay. Um, So yeah, the MXS series stands for Maximum Excellence and Success. It is a line of signature cigars, so we do have some big names attached to it, like Dominique Wilkins, Tiago Splitter, but it's not necessarily a celebrity cigar, right? It's it's more so, it celebrates the, the type of work ethic, the type of man, the type of person that you have to be to enjoy success in anything that you do in life, including cigars, and we wanted to sort of encapsulate that for these blends. So now, you wanted to create something
0: that said, hard work gets you somewhere that's the story we want to tell and you brought the MXS series through crowned heads yes to to the people so, so what the bloody heck am I wait so is it not see this is where i get confused is it ace prime
2: or is it crowned heads it's this both. is where it's that part confuses the daylights out of me. Explain that. So, Crown Heads, you know we work with a bunch of different factories, right? We've got the Ernesto Perez Carrillo. We've got the My Father factory where we drew estate. Tabacalera Pichardo is another one of our factories that produces Juarez and Mil Dias for us. Right. Tabacalera Pichardo is also the home of Ace Prime. That is their brand. Now, because of the relationship we enjoy, the success we've enjoyed with their blends, we've started a... a an alliance, not more. It's more than a partnership, really. Um, along with that comes distribution, and so I also sell Crown Heads and Ace Prime in nine states in the Midwest. Uh, and then we work. We enjoy a, a, a really nice relationship so on the factory level as well. So that's where my confusion
0: fingers, because I thought Crown Heads was was the overseer. Uh, of Ace Prime, even though Ace Prime did its own things, at least on these cigars. No, it's just two friends that got together and said, hey, you do this, I do that, why don't we do it together? And it was like, cool,
2: let's smoke over it. You know, that's actually the story of Neil Diaz. Thousand Days is the story of how John and Luciano met the 2017 IPCPR trade show, and it took them three years, a thousand days, to get this final Mil-Dias blend onto and into the hands of the consumers. How many times, fingers,
0: have we seen what could only be described as the nepotism but the real love affair in the world of cigars, that it is not an adversarial relationship. It is, how can we make this thing grow?
1: I mean, how many times have we we been in rooms where different cigar makers have been together and it's like, well, they, you know, a lot of times get the tobacco from the same place and they, it seems like they, it feels like they're almost working together and rooting for each other, which is so different than you see in other
0: industries. So now that I understand it, tell me about the MXS. What in the bloody world am I smoking here? And where do people get it?
2: Well, the Adrian Gonzalez is brand new, the MXS series. What is it called segment. again? So this this cigar that you have in your hand is an extension to the MXS series known as the MXS Adria Gonzalez. The Adria size, Gonzalez. Yes. Famous baseball player. He uh, He's a Gold Glove Award winner. He is baseball legend and cigar connoisseur. Now, the name of the size is actually his nickname as well, El Titan. So that's something special that we we brought into the the project. And what as size well. is this cigar? What so is that the is length a here? Six and a half by fifty. It feels lovely in the hand. It's got
0: the right weight to it, and this wrapper does something that I adore—a personal thing that I look for. It's it's got a, a lovely bit of oil to it, but it's got a bit of grit. Mm-hmm. I I search that out. Sometimes I'll find oily and it's smooth. I don't mind it. There's something about the greatness of God in the rapper that brings me a little something. Uh, maybe it's just a personal quirk. I, I love a toothy wrapper.
2: What 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 is what is this rapper right here? So, you you mentioned a couple of the other rappers that you do enjoy from Ace Prime. This is that same Mexican San Andres that you love. So, I I'm very excited for you to smoke that and and get your thoughts on it. Cuz I thought
0: I thought it was a Sumatra at, at the first. Mexican San Andres which you can find on the Pachardo um it's it's got a lot for me. Would I be lying? Would I be lying if I
2: said it has a lovely sweet to it? No, not at all. Right? No. Yeah, that's that's a prominent note. This is a this screams for coffee in in every
0: kind of way. But this would this would scream for no creamer coffee. Almost like it, it desperately wants an espresso yeah. to, to 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 mix with this here. This whole line that that's going on here. This collaboration. This love fest is it something that you find everywhere cuz it's it's so often you cannot find all things in all places and people they'll reach out to us why can't i find that at my local tobacconist some people they only carry things specifically some things aren't meant for nationwide distribution talk to me about this so i mean you can
2: you can find these products at multiple locations across the Midwest, we carry Ace Prime and Crown Heads here at Blend. Uh, in the area, they're also available at uh, specifically Ace Prime, Smoker's Choice, and we just... Right, those are Indianapolis oh, places
0: that, that, that he's talking about right there because we record out of Indianapolis, and that's fine. But we've got people in Alaska, and we've got people uh, in, in Orlando and in WDBO, okay. and they want to know, as they hear about things, and you see this on the forums, right? Like, you've got a great story. You decided, I wanted to learn cigars as a hobby, and then you turned your hobby into, this is what I want to do for a living. You quit your other job, and you went into the distribution and, and the marketing of cigars. That's fantastic.
2: That's absolutely terrific. And it wasn't a hard decision. <laughs> uh, 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 so our, our products are available on any of the big, you know, retail websites that you're familiar with. If you are local and you have a local tobacconist, please ask for them. We have representation. We will get your products in there. Right. Um, I, I mean,
0: I have nothing against the online stuff, and because of coronavirus, so many people have done. Uh, the online things, but I like supporting the local retailer and Boy, everywhere brick-and-mortar
2: guys need our help more than ever this year. So that's, that's where I tend to direct people. You can check out crownedheads.com or our Instagram at the thecrownedheads for more information. We talked about The Last Dance
1: and cigars were so prevalent in that documentary with Michael Jordan and everything like that. Um, yeah, Dominique Wilkins. Uh, it, it, it seems like more sports figures are getting into cigars. How important was it to, to have sports figures come in and be
2: a part of the product? Well, see, it actually wasn't because it's not about the the celebrity. It's not about the sports or athlete aspect of it. It's It really is more so that we are celebrating these men who have been successful because of the type of determination and work ethic. And when you possess those skills, you can be successful at anything you want in life. You can accomplish anything. So... While those names certainly help to to get some attention on the brand, it's actually about everything else that's not sports. This is the MXS
0: Adrian Gonzalez, this Mexican San Andres rapper. This is glorious. Thank you. Glorious in its fun. It's got a nice, even bit about it. We're only into the first third of it, and we're not done smoking from (laughs) the wonderful people at Crown Heads and Ace Prime. We have a lot more to smoke and a lot more to get into, but ask for it by name. Look for it at your local tobacconist. David Payne, a pleasure to be with you. This is E Drink, Smoke. It dawned on me that for all the conversations we have about cigars, we never once answered the question, why? Why do we smoke cigars? What's the point? What's the value? What do you mean you don't inhale? It's confusing to people on the outside. But people on the inside, holy cow, are they in love and falling more in love every day. Eat, drink, smoke. So good to be with you where we eat the fine food, drink the fine bourbon, and smoke the fine cigars. I'm Tony Katz. There's America's favorite amateur drinker, Fingers Malloy, Continuing to smoke. We actually started a little bit early. Sorry. It's the way it happens. The MXS. This is the Adrian Gonzalez. Now, MXS is kinda it's 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 not crowned heads, it's ace prime but Crowned Heads does the distribution for Ace Prime. And Ace Prime, which you may never have heard of unless you listen to this show, because we've interviewed Luciano before of Ace Prime, they make cigars for people all around the world. They make cigars that you smoke and you know and you love. And then they collaborated on something called the Mil Diaz, the Thousand Days, which for Fingers Malloy is in his top five.
1: Yes, I mean, there's something about uh, that cigar... Uh, the tobacco when you first light it and you you get into the first third it makes your mouth water in a way that I have never had a cigar uh, make my mouth water before. And pairing it with different things, it's just a
0: wonderful experience smoking that cigar. They also do from Luciano the Dreamer, which is a Lancero, and a Lancero is a size that I absolutely positively adore. And the reason that I do is because flavor comes from the wrapper, right? And when flavor comes from the wrapper, you want more wrapper, less binder and filler, and you get that uh, flavor. So a Lancero is about seven, seven and a half inches long, and is a 38 ring gauge. So a ring gauge is how thick the cigar is around. It's a very thin cigar. 64 is a full inch around. That's way too much. It's a terrible mouthfeel for me, terrible in the hand, The Lancero is considered dainty by some, but it's remarkably flavorful. But why people smoke cigars, how they get into cigars, I started trying to go back, fingers, to when I first started smoking. I was a restaurant manager in Washington, D.C., and the restaurant was in a mall. So as you know, it was a fancy place. (laughs) And next door was a cigar shop. In a mall? In the mall, and that's where I I would go, and I wanted to try it. I'm like, all right, I'll try the thing. I don't even know what inspired me to try it. My parents weren't smokers, right? And there was, it was never in my life, but that's where I first started. And so I was in my 20s. I was in my 20s. And then I took a few years off, and then I lived in Tampa Bay. And so Tampa Bay is right next to Ybor City, which is Cigar City, USA. And, th- and at the time, and they still have cigar shops, rollers right there. I mean, that's what they're known for. J.C. Newman uh, is there. And... It came back, and from there, it was really about I enjoy this, and only recently, and really the advent of this podcast, which is now a radio show in over uh, on over sixty stations, has it become? I want to know more about their story and their history. You know, this whole MXS brand, which is the idea, not that they have athletes like Dominique Wilkins and Adrian Gonzalez attached. But rather, it's about people who have worked hard to become great and how important that is. Story is everything. So that's, that's how I got in cigars by, by chance. I don't even remember
1: how. What about you? For me, uh, well, I was in my early 20s and I would listen to sports talk radio. And they would advertise cigars. And, and the big one back then that would advertise on sports talk radio was punch cigars. Right. Oh, grab yourself a punch cigar. Well, you know, I was like, okay, I went to a bar, smoked smoke a punch cigar. Didn't really know. I, I just thought it would look cool in my hand, and I'd have a red striped beer in my hand because the bottle looked really cool, and that's what <laughs> I was all about. You know, now that I'm much older than my early 20s, what I, the reason why I love smoking cigars so much is, you know, I have some anxiety issues. And for me, to smoke a cigar is so relaxing. You sit back on the back deck or on the patio or you're in a a beautiful place like Blend Bar Cigar where we're here right now in Indianapolis. And this isn't a cigarette. You know, you're not, you're not trying to just get every puff as quick as you can. Uh, this, it's just so relaxing and makes the world slow down.
0: So that's the reason why I don't smoke the shorter cigars. Now, there are great shorter cigars. Nub, uh, the short story, Arturo Fuente, uh, they're good for a quicker smoke. When I smoke a cigar, I want the time. I need the time. I'm giving myself a respite and a break. And to come to a cigar lounge, you can decide you just want to be by yourself. You don't want to be bothered. It's fine. You could sit down and talk to total strangers. Everybody is cool and calm and relaxed. You rarely have a political conversation. And if you do, it's people just sharing thoughts and ideas. I've had more conversations about parenting in a cigar lounge right. than I've ever had political. The The answer that, that I give, right, and I, and, I, and I hear this from you two fingers, of, of why cigars is because it sets the day apart. First, cigars are complete and total adult activity, right? They're, they're, cigars never get marketed to kids, never lump it in with cigarettes, none of that is real. That's, that's an awful thing to do. It's a purely adult activity. Secondly, it's purely a leisure activity. You cannot be doing a bunch of things while smoking a cigar. It requires your attention, and you want to give it the attention because you want to know, what is that taste? What is that flavor? What is that experience that that I'm getting? And in a world gone freaking mad, <laughs> holy cow, is that more important than ever? Yeah, and the other
1: thing, too, about cigars and the cigar world that I think we really need to start highlighting more and more is if you've never smoked a cigar, if you've never been in a cigar lounge, if you've never gone to a cigar store it can be very intimidating. Agreed. The cig- this this world that we're in right here it's so welcoming. They, they bring you in, they want to teach you about cigars and how to smoke them and open this world to you and, and bring you in and let you relax like everyone else. Don't be intimidated walking into a cigar lounge or if you want to try a cigar, going to a cigar store, talk to your local tobacconist. They will steer you in the right if direction. If they're worth
0: their salt, yes, they will absolutely want to help you and want to direct you in the right place. And always remember, there is no rule that cigars have to be expensive, right? I can walk into a humidor and point to plenty of 25 and $30 cigars, and I can point to a lot to 6 to $8 cigars, and I can point to a lot of $12 cigars. There's a price point for you. So it's not a question of price. Do not let that be the thing that stops you. And I agree, fingers, in every way. Don't allow any level of intimidation factor to stop you. Oh, I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, everybody started by not knowing what they're doing, right? Everybody started by not knowing what the heck was going on and why it's going on. But people at a cigar lounge, if you were at a cigar lounge and you asked the person next to you, hey, uh, how do you fix this? Like canoeing on a cigar when one side is burning, people will help you. You need a a touch up, people will help you. It's a little extra light in case some places it's not burning as properly. Why cigars? Because it just sets the mind right. And, it, and it's, it's a joy. If, if you're not having joy while smoking a cigar, holy crap, are you doing it wrong. We're going to talk with Luciana, We're going to get into more where cigars are going. This is Eat, Drink, Smoke. So Fingers Malloy, my co-host here, is a very peculiar cat. He has, well, a very even temperament. The man is calm. The man is easygoing, affable, always up for a drink, always up for a cigar. It's eat, drink, smoke, everybody. Tony Katz, an America's favorite amateur drinker. Fingers Malloy, still enjoying the Rowan's Creek bourbon, which is glorious, and smoking the MXS. This is the Adrian Gonzalez, which you can find from Ace Prime. Uh, gloriously uh, wonderful, nice tobacco. bits. of uh, For me, a bit of, of leather and that little undercurrent of sweetness. But Fingers Malloy has, well, hot buttons. Subjects like like you may have. For example, pumpkin spice. Pumpkin spice is not a lifestyle. As I was saying, Fingers Molloy has hot buttons. And one of those hot buttons is best expressed in the story that there is going to be a Ronald Reagan biopic. I'm sorry, biopic? biopic yeah. There you go. I always say biopic. I don't know why. Uh, it's a biopic about Ronald Reagan. And within this, Frank Sinatra comes into the story. And who is going to play Frank Sinatra? Scott Stapp. Who is Scott Stapp? Well, Scott Stapp is the lead singer from Creed. And Fingers Malloy cannot take any part of this story. He has lost his mind. What's wrong, Fingers? Creed. Creed. They're a band, you know. Yeah. I believe they open up for Train. I've known you now
1: <laughs> for 10 years. Right? 10 years. At least. I've never seen you so happy as to when you push my buttons.
0: I am so giddy I may have wet myself.
1: Creed and Frank Sinatra should not be mentioned in the same sentence. Why? ever? They're ever. both fine crooners. Scott Sapp? Is that his name? Stapp? Stapp?
0: No, Sapp was Warren Sapp. He used to play for the Tempe Buccaneers. I would rather
1: hear him sing <laughs> than Scott Stapp with that with that phony, fake Eddie Vedder. <laughs> the idea. I'm gonna cry. That the casting agent for this film would say to himself, you know, you know who would be perfect. Frank Sinatra, the dude from Creed.
0: Fingers is trying so hard not to scream in this cigar bar right now. He is holding it in oh, with, I it everything, was <laughs> with everything Every- he's got. But, but like, I'm looking at the, the side by side. They look something alike.
1: You but can't in, just fair. In Frank's current condition, they look somewhat alike? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> oh, my God
0: but why why Creed what have they ever done to you except try and bring you joy through their music their music that's what they've <laughs> done to me how are they any different than
1: nickelback okay. everybody crack everybody cracks on nickelback Creed is just they're worse than nickelback I don't
0: I, Nickelback is fine I don't understand the nickelback hate at all I have never understood it I make the jokes right I'll make the nickelback jokes but I don't understand the hate it confuses me. To no end, you you
1: you don't understand how much this bothers because I'm a like I think you're you and I have similar tastes when it comes to entertainment. We both love Johnny Carson in the Tonight Show. Sure, uh, the Rat Pack for me, I love the Rat Pack. I was born you know 20, 30 years too late to to enjoy some of this. I mean the the old Dean Martin, Rose. I lo- Sammy Davis Jr. was the most talented one of the group as far as I'm concerned. But Frank, the chairman of the board, no Peter
0: Lawford for you.
1: Uh, I would rather have Peter Lawford in his current condition play Frank Sinatra in this biopic. I, but oh my good,
0: uh, biopic. No. biopic, biopic. It's biopic. It's biopic. Uh, I cannot wait, and we're gonna go see it together. We're gonna, oh, we're oh, gonna watch it oh, in together. What, in what theater? <laughs> I, well, I don't know. I don't know. We'll build our. I will build one just to see you watch that happen. Uh, in in a follow up, oddly something that doesn't. Hit one of Fingers' hot buttons. There's a doctor in Michigan who admitted to using his own sperm to father hundreds of babies. And Fingers is like, that's fine. Yeah. He's just spreading love. Everyone has to have a hobby. <laughs> right? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I mean, my goodness.
0: I... These stories happen too often. These doctors, these fertility doctors who who, who do this. Do- the doctor in question is is uh, Dr. Pevin, who is now 104 years old.
1: What's a- his secret to long life, Tony? <laughs> well,
0: it's clearly time spent alone. <laughs> <laughs> he is admitted to fathering not only this, this girl named Jamie Hall, hundreds of others, and he and a group of doctors donated their own sperm to couples having trouble conceiving for decades so now it's a whole new thing right there's some people who did this and nobody knew but you mean a group of doctors were like hey we can help you with this okay so let
1: me get this straight he was at least honest with the couples that he was doing this right or is or this on the sneak behind their backs
0: I see it sounds you heard those stories before yeah those are really creepy but if a couple was having trouble and the doctor's like hey I'll give you a little. <laughs> I'm a PhD. <laughs> MD. Please. Oh, yeah, MD. MD. Excuse me. Yes. Um, I, uh, that
1: was my biopic right there.
0: <laughs> I, I don't... Uh, I, I This is weird. This is very, very weird. If your doctor offered and you said, yes, there's no issue. If you didn't know your doctor was offering and he was given a little assistance that you weren't didn't realize... Then it's the creepiest thing in the world. Well,
1: that's why I jumped to the creepiest thing in the world, because the story comes out when he's 104, which, it, it you know, it, it makes you think that he was hiding something. But uh, I, I just can't imagine walking around town, you know, going to a mall, and you may be thinking to yourself, oh, he kind of looks like me. <laughs> <laughs> she kind of looks like me. I
0: don't want to laugh. He started doing this in the 1940s. Wow 1940s So he could have hundreds If not thousands of kids I, I don't want to laugh I, I I don't think there's anything wrong With sperm donation I don't think there's anything wrong With couples wanting to have kids I am not That is not the issue They should know And when they don't know It is what we call in the business Creepy Yeah As could be Now As an aside I don't think I could do it I don't think I could be a, a, a donor In that way I don't think I've spent too much time thinking about it, right? I don't think I don't think I could do that. I I, I can't. The idea of that kind of freaks me out. But if someone came to me, hey, friends of mine were having trouble, we'd appreciate it. You know what? I still don't know if I could do it. I couldn't. You couldn't? No, I, I couldn't.
1: Uh, but in in this situation too, it really makes you uh, want to uh, be certain that you read everything in the contract. <laughs> You read the fine print, right, Tony? I mean, in the uh, sperm donation contract, yes.
0: yes, you do. You read every little bit of it. Wait, what could be? Now I want to know what could be in the contract. Like you want to make sure it's it's the right person, right? But you hear those stories too, and things get switched up. We thought we were getting a PhD, and uh, we 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 didn't, right? And I don't. I was going to make a joke, and then I'm like. That joke could be offensive to some people, <laughs>
1: right? And that's and, the- and
0: what's wrong with me? I was worried about being offensive to some people. It's like we've never met. <laughs> this is eat, drink, smoke. Eat, drink, smoke. It is your cigar bourbon radio. Cigar bourbon radio. Your cigar bourbon foodie radio extravaganza. If only I knew how to do my own show. <laughs> Tony Katz, Fingers Malloy. So great to be with you, Luciano. From Ace Prime, our second time this year right. meeting and getting together. It's it's good uh, to be with you, aceprime.com. And it took me a while to understand the relationship with you and with Crowned Heads because Ace Prime makes cigars all over the place that people don't even know are coming from Ace Prime. And then the collaboration with Crowned Heads was really about how you were designing cigars that you wanted to get out into the world we are smoking the mxs the adrian gonzalez with that san andres wrapper the same wrapper we reviewed just a few weeks ago when we did the Pachardo, which was sensational so before we get into this cigar maybe where cigars are going talk to me about the san andres wrapper because we were both noticing that in all the cigars that we've done that's a that's a rare bird Mm-hmm. That rapper coming. At, at, it's a it's a Mexican. Uh, talk to me about that rapper specifically. Why you chose that for some of of your cigars, and what makes
3: it special? I think what makes it special on the San Andres is that you have uh, in the Valley of San Andres such a rich soil, uh, and and the seed that they use on on uh, on the Valley of San Andres is just an, an amazing seed. Um, we we're talking about. In the, same, in the same plant of criollo, which is the, the it's mostly grown in, in Mexico, you can find almost like a different taste profile in every single layer of the plant. So if you go to the first prime, you have a different thickness of the leaf and that will influence your blend in a way. If okay. you want to actually have a more influence of the Mexican San Andreas uh, into your blend, you go to higher primes or higher cuts. Uh, and I think what makes it special about this this wrapper is extremely versatile. Uh, you can actually use it as a binder. Some a lot you can see a lot of blends coming out with, bi- with binders. They are from uh, from the Valley of San Andreas in Mexico, and they're used for wrappers as well. You can see you know this in so many different manufacturers. You know, it's a, mm-hmm. it's a very popular. Repper, right
0: now. Now let's talk about what it is you're doing and what's going on in cigars. This year, this coronavirus year, when we last saw you, coronavirus was just starting to come on the scene. Right. Uh, really. And you guys had to change a whole system of uh, it was a, it was a trade show that got canceled. And so you were doing these mini kind of trade shows. What has this year been like for the cigar creators, the blenders like, like yourself? What has this been like? Because while A lot of businesses have been shut down and harmed. Cigar smoking is through the roof. What has this been like these past nine months for you?
3: I think it's been, uh, we've been blessed, uh, to be quite frank. Uh, Most of the manufacturers, they they really got hurt, especially the ones that were in Honduras and Dominican, because they they had to close down. Uh, In Esteli, uh, you know, it, it did affect us for a little bit, but just maybe two weeks or three weeks So we've been actually manufacturing a lot of cigars there, uh, helping friends, I I have several friends that have other uh, factories in different places that we've been supporting and making cigars for them. Uh, You know, we've been blessed, man. I mean, it's been a time for us to develop new products for 2021. We've been creating amazing blends that we're going to be launching uh, very soon. Uh, New projects, I think was a time for almost like a reset for the entire industry. And, and for us, it was a, was a time that was extremely rich in creativity, you know? Uh, we, we, uh, we really enjoyed uh, being able to sit back and start creating new were things.
0: Were you forced into the creativity? Like, hey, we've got more time. Hey, we can't do these certain events. Let's sit down and think this. Did you find yourself rethinking any blends that you thought, okay, this is going to be it? And then you were like, no, wait, on second thought. After some further thought, maybe we could try something a little different.
3: Absolutely. I think uh, you know it's a time that we're using to perfect. you know I think it's uh, we're definitely using this time really wisely. It's no no questions. right.
1: Luciano, last time we saw you, uh, you introduced us to the Mill DS. And we have been champions of the Mil Diaz ever since. Can you talk a little bit more uh, uh, about that cigar from the conversation that we had a long time ago? And I'm sure you, you probably don't remember it. Oh, but, he remembers everything about uh, us. Oh, but I, I'm, I'm telling you every everything day. about you guys. I, it, it, <laughs> what, what I found very interesting about the Mil Diaz is uh, when you get into the first third, how much it makes your wa- mouth water. Mm-hmm. Um, can you talk a little bit about the tobacco in the Mil Diaz and why it does that?
3: So. I have to say that it should be the goal of any blender to make you salivate because that's the only way you're going to perceive flavor. So you have to salivate in order to open taste buds uh, that wouldn't open if it wasn't for the salivation process. Just like with food. When you're eating anything, if you don't salivate, you don't taste the food. the same thing with cigars. So I think the key of the Mildias was being able to uh, combine. The sweetness of the jalapa, which is extremely uh, rich in magnesium, and at the same time, uh, with the acidity of the of the Peruvian tobacco, and the roundness of the uh, of the Costa Rican tobacco, I think this 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 mix was a perfect recipe for salivation, and that's what happened. You know, we we've been trying this blend for a while before we really decided to launch in the market, uh, and once we were confident that this would be a big hit. That's when we did it. So, Talking to yeah. Luciano
0: of Ace Prime, aceprime.com, so you can see everything uh, that they make. Now, as I said, we're smoking the the, the MXS. You are smoking Fingers Molloy's um, all-time favorite, even more so than the Mil-DS, which is the Dreamer, that Lancero. And I was explaining uh, the Lancero is such a wonderful size, that 38 ring gauge, because it allows for more wrapper, to be part of the flavor in what you've now experienced with more people smoking because they've been home if they were a once a week smoker they were home they became a four-time a week smoker it's the way it went have you found that people have been willing to experiment themselves you're experimenting you're trying different things you're perfecting as, as you mm-hmm. described it are people getting uh, a little curious and branching out and trying new things
3: I think so. I think Lanceros, it's it's like, almost like a niche in the market. You know, a, a lot of people say, oh, Lanceros don't sell. Actually, I think Lanceros sell a lot. What 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 is different is whoever likes to smoke Lanceros will, will search for a good Lancero. And uh, there is some very good cigars out there. Don't take me wrong, but I think it's hard to find a, a Lancero that will always be perfect in a draw mm-hmm. and always going to be perfect with flavor as well. Because, because
0: with something so thin it's really easy to wrap that too tight
3: that's true and also uh, I like to say that lanceros you cannot hide any sin so
0: right okay you gotta have i see
3: that a well fermented tobacco in order to make a lancero you know it's not like a, it's not it's not like a cigar that you can put some raw tobacco and then mix with some aged tobacco and, and create a blend so it has to be really well aged uh, we, we don't use many types of tobacco, you know, and the Lancero you're probably gonna play with two regions and that's it. Mm-hmm. So it's it's the I think Lancero is the best way to appreciate tobacco.
0: You feel good about the cigar industry going forward? Do you think that this 2020 explosion has an opportunity to really further itself in twenty twenty one?
3: I have no doubt. I think I'm 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 a positive guy, of course, but I've tried to be realistic and pragmatic. I think uh, the market has proven that the cigars, the cigar consumption, it's something steady and it's growing. And if you look to, uh, to the past 20 years of cigars, you're always going to see a positive growth uh, in, the, in the industry. So people are consuming more and more cigars. I think cigars is, is something that's extremely important for our social life. We were just saying?
0: talking about that earlier, yeah, the, I mean, the value of this.
3: So you can sit. We can sit together to have a nice meal, and we can sit together to have a nice cigar. And cigars just—it's just, it's just a, a way to spark wonderful conversations and and have a truly uh, social experience. You know, when you when you sit down and you appreciate a cigar and you have a chance to talk to uh, to someone and and you know get together
0: well listen so. it's good to see you and uh twice a year whether we need it or not <laughs> we we have to get together aceprime.com and uh check out the Pachardos. where you're ask your local tobacconist for it by name uh if you can find uh the traveler and the dreamer uh you should find those cigars in the mxs this has been enjoyable luciano a pleasure this is eat drink smoke The Tom Cruise story might be the greatest story of 2020. And that's a that's a pretty big putt to be <laughs> the greatest story of 2020. This year has been just nuts. It's eat, drink, smoke, Tony Katz, America's favorite amateur drinker, fingers Malloy right there. The story goes as follows. They're, they're taping Mission Impossible seven and eight. Two Mission Impossibles. They they've never uh had a a, a uh such a franchise, have they? Such a franchise—they're on to Mission Impossible Eight. What's the, the what has gone eight? Uh, Except what is for Star the,
1: Wars, the, the driving around. Uh, the, oh, The
0: Fast of the Furious. Yeah,
1: they—they've got to be up to like eight at this point. I aren't think they're they? up to
0: 146. Yeah, uh,
1: maybe Police Academy. We got at least <laughs> seven out of those. I think I'm not mistaken.
0: <laughs> I stand corrected. <laughs> but the story is they're filming this in the world of coronavirus, and so they've got rules and regulations. Well, Tom Cruise notices two guys on the crew having a chat without their masks. And Tom Cruise goes criminally insane. He's screaming at them and yelling at them, saying, every night I'm talking to producers, I'm talking to the insurance company, and you people are blanking it all up. I see any of you blankers not wearing your masks, you're blanking gone. That's it. And he is screaming and yelling. Now, there's a part two to this story that he supposedly did it again, And five people quit the movie Like, screw you, we are out and we are gone But there's been this incredible conversation About whether or not Tom Cruise was right To yell and scream at these guys And be upset with these guys Now, I want to take one of them off the table Some people said, well, this is because he's a Scientologist And, you know, belittling people is all about Scientology I am not utilizing this show to share my thoughts on Scientology I am not a Scientologist, and I think Leah Remini has said some very interesting things on the subject. So we've seen plenty of people yell and scream in, in, a, in a workplace. It isn't Scientology. Sometimes <laughs> you, you, you crack. Sometimes you freak out, and sometimes you're really angry. The question is, what? Never mind how he did it. Or maybe that's the story. Was he right or was he wrong? Now, should I? You want me to go first? What well, do you want to go first? Well. Fingers?
1: I, I want to ask a question. Does this mean he's he's not in love with Katie Holmes anymore? Uh, was was Oprah's couch around while he was uh, yelling and screaming at everyone? He was jumping up and down. Uh, that 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 didn't happen, right? If they didn't have that on the, if on the, the set. The point is,
0: this is well within his personality. <laughs> I agree. This is who he is. If he's trying to hold the movie together, and insurance companies won't ensure the film because of fear of of coronavirus rightly or wrongly and what we think about coronavirus and masks and all that never mind he's got a point he's trying to keep this movie together and i've heard some people say yeah he's just trying to you know keep, keep his money well yeah and so would you as a boss so that's not even an argument and it's a weird thing to have to defend tom cruise but if we're talking about the general conversation of there's a lot of money on the line and we got to do this right otherwise we're going to get shut down and people are going to be out of jobs and you're going to be miserable. He's right
1: on that level. He's right and he's wrong. Right. And and here's why. First of all, it's 2020. Everyone has a camera. Right? And everyone is looking to undermine... Well, not everyone, but a lot of people are looking to undermine projects like this, especially in these times where people are, are running around and checking to see if you got a mask, that person wearing a mask. Uh, there's a lot of pressure, like you said, having a project like that and worrying if people will get sick or are some bureaucrats going to sh- shut me down. So I can totally understand... Being on edge uh, with a project like this, making sure that your people are in check, but you just go over there and say, guys, come on, you you, you can't do this. You don't yell and scream like a maniac. I mean, you're Tom Cruise. You would think just walking over as Tom Cruise saying, guys, we got to follow the protocols. That should
0: be enough. There is so much to the idea of it's not what you say, it's how you say it. That is fundamental truth. When when I started in radio, right, and I, I was, and, and I do political talk, but I didn't know how to do radio, so I was one of those guys. Like I was one of those red meat, get in there, gnash the teeth, beat a subject to death. I had to learn that that's not entertaining, and that I could do the same exact thing and discuss the same exact issues, but if I just approach it differently. What I will get is positive response Even from people who disagree with me Right? You can find that everywhere he, could, he didn't even have to do it privately He could have said, hold on everybody Stop I'm not singling you two guys out Doing this is not easy Everybody's eyes are on us All of Hollywood's eyes are on us Because if we get this right People are going to make a living If we get this wrong We're not going to make movies And we're not going to be making money For maybe another year you gotta have your mask on. You gotta have it on all the time on set. That's just the way it is. We can't risk this. And I'm sorry, guys, there's too much at stake for everybody here. And if you're talking and hanging out without a mask, you're gonna get fired. And it's because we gotta make sure that this project and everybody's job stay intact. Well, look at the
1: results of his behavior. Five people just walked off the set. It would have been one thing with Tom Cruise's clout if he walked up and behaved exactly like how you said he, he, he probably should have behaved right, and had people on the crew saying, oh, man, I really don't want to disappoint Tom. He's right. You yell and scream like a maniac like that, and they're going to think, dude's a jerk. I, I To
0: hell with him. I was wondering if the response was a whole millennial conversation. How dare you yell? Man, I live in the oh. real world. Right? People yell all the time I tell the story that the, the first two years I did morning radio I was terrible <laughs> I think I was terrible And I would do a segment right? Because I had to learn how to do Long monologues Like where you had 12 minutes mm-hmm. And bring it into 3 minutes And that's not easy to do Figuring out how to parse the words And I would be done with a segment I would walk into the hallway And I would scream at myself I mean I was yelling Absolutely, positively yelling I wasn't yelling at anyone I was just so frustrated in, with my inability to get it right and I had to I had to learn it through and that venting it, it wasn't it wasn't professional but it did help me I, I, I mean I would pace I was just so I, it, it meant so much this was the first real job on radio this was my family's life on the line if you will and it was it was an intense time I I, I, I and to an extent feel bad about some of the people who had to work with me because they were like Wait, is he angry with me and I, I have to say I'm not I'm not necessarily angry with you although there are things that I would like to be better uh, it was more much more about me but that was me as a nobody and trying to learn my way. Maybe there is a difference that Tom Cruise should know already but this is the other side of it. It's Hollywood, and no one has ever said no to Tom Cruise before.
3: Yeah, he that. says
0: yes to your movie. Your movie's a hit. That's all there is to it. And you some, there's a question of whether or not this is the elitist side of it, in which case he does deserve the derision that he gets. Conceptually, no. It's the presentation where it's like, screw off, man.
1: I'm very interested now into finding out how old these people were that quit or we're offended by being yelled at, because we're of the age that we've all been yelled at by a boss. Right. And that seems to be coming less and less prevalent in the workplace today. You may be onto something there where it's like, I don't care if you're Tom Cruise. You triggered me by yelling and screaming and making me think about something that happened in my childhood. That very well could have been the case.
0: The uh, To me, the, the single most interesting part about this story, he's 58. Tom Cruise has been around so long, I, it didn't dawn on me to ask his age. He's 58. I don't know if that's old or that's crazy, crazy young. He's been doing this for forever.
1: And to do action films at that age and make it believable, does, that's, that's 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 something special.
0: Does a lot of his own stunts. Hurts himself. It's, it's nuts. The MXS. This is the Adrian Gonzalez from Ace Prime, aceprime.com the cigar is wonderful and really appreciate Luciano from Ace Prime talking to us and David Payne of Crown Heads as well the Rowan's Creek the bourbon this is joyful
3: have a merry christmas this is eat drink smoke